Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Are, who, who are you? I don't. I, I know, right? Who? 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 It's been, don't. A, it's been a hot minute. Are you? You can stop minute. that right now. Who? 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 Yeah, sorry who? for the. Uh, I don't want to say missed. Uh, yeah, missed you, you guys we... probably didn't miss anything, but yeah. uh, I was in Jamaica, man. Um, had nothing but red stripe, man. And I hated and, it. And like, I hated every and second. Red stripe in Jamaica sucks. Uh, I wish I could explain it. It is canned now. Oh, okay. Which is weird. Also, unbeknownst to me, I've never seen it here stateside. They make a stout. Really? Which doesn't surprise me. A red striped stout. Uh, just a normal stout, like not barrel aged. Right. A, a normal right. stout. Uh, solid stout at the end of the day. Like, Some variety is nice. I right. prefer my stouts liquid. Well. Fair enough. Uh, but, like, you know, comparatively speaking, of, you know, my weird obsession now of I don't even want barrel age or anything. I just want a normal stout. Like, hey, it beats a Guinness. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's all I've done. Uh, Wells, we know what you've done. Jeff, or we, we will talk about what you've done. Jeff, have you done anything? Uh, you know, uh, have been in between jobs over the last six weeks. And <clears throat> the... Um, Start date at the new gig uh, was coming up, so uh, did some visiting to the buzz a couple times during the week, and uh, uh-huh. went to uh, went back to Pineville. Saw my buddy Kit. Remember Kit? I, I do. Seen Kit in forever. How's um, Kit doing? He's doing real good. He's good. doing real good. He's expanded a little patio outside. It's real nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I was actually the first customer to sit out there. Well, bully for you. Thanks. We have, we have talked about doing a show with Kit forever out. At- Trackside. He just, you know, he's always busy. He's yeah, always he got is. stuff, you know. And I, I mean, like, that honestly, out of most of the craft beer bars, I guess if you want to call it a bar, I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah, sure. Probably has some of the most like banger, like, oh shit, you get this here? Yeah. yeah. Beers out of anybody I've seen in this. Yeah, scene. he's got a very eclectic selection and not in a bad way. I mean, there's yeah, just yeah, a yeah. lot of great stuff, but. Yeah, and and I mean, you know, he's got it stacks on stacks, you know, <laughs> like it's kind of crazy on, sometimes, racks on racks. right? But uh, yeah, we went there and had a beer, and then uh, moseyed up to Middle James because hadn't been up to Middle James yet. And uh, what do um, you think? So, I like a couple of their beers. Um, they're not all winners for me. It's um, it's located kind of adjacent to this driving range, and so the the tap room kind of has a like a clubhouse kind of feel. It's it's kind of cold. I don't love it. Um, it has a lot of windows, so you get a lot of nice natural light. But it just it just feels a little sterile. Um, you can see where they're trying to to make something out of it, and you know, like, and in, in, I'm sure it's still in process and whatever. But right. and we had some good snacks, and you know, like I said, they had a couple of good beers, and um, brought one for uh, next show, and uh, you know, yeah, it was uh, it was fun. It was uh, you know kind of fun to get out there and, and uh, you know, do some of the stuff that uh, I wanted to do without having to burn any vacation days. And then uh, went up to Triple C the week before that and um, was there for their uh, cold IPA release, spoiler alert. And uh, so picked up some, some fun stuff there, hung out with Ryan for a little while. It's good times. Nice. The cold IPA is called spoiler alert? No. Oh. We'll, we'll talk s- about that later. Tell us how fun Black and Blue was, even though Jeff and I refused to ever go again. So it's, we are. Uh, no, so I refused. That's, I would again. say that's harsh, but yeah. Okay. So yeah, we're recording on a Sunday today instead of our usual whatever. 
So I'm still very much uh, hungover from last night was uh, the 12th running of Brawley's Black and Blue uh-huh. held at the Visual Light Theater. Uh, so once we got word that like the weather was going to be really good last night, conducive right. to like outdoor stuff, he decided he was going to spread things out a little bit and put like 10 breweries outside oh, in the back nice. of the Visual Light. But was able to like sell another bump of tickets, like which is cool because that meant like rather than just like overselling the place, you could still get around. It was very oh, whatever, man. This is one of my favorite festivals. I look forward to it every year. Um, not and we're glad you do. I know. I, I I you know from my the one time that I went. You know, you start talking about spreading out some breweries and it actually made me feel really comfortable. I'm like, okay, then maybe that wouldn't be so bad because it was just really jam packed. But then if he's going to sell more tickets on top, like I just, I don't know. I I just felt like that time. Well, I think you were there too, right, Josh? Yeah. It just just, like you had to like squeeze in between people. Not anymore. No, that's great. That's great. That that must have been like a a one off type of thing. And I'm sorry that happened. I mean, I was there. That was a mega point year. Yeah. If that tells you anything. Yeah. So it's been a while. Yeah, I was there too. Um, no, I don't tell. That. I, I haven't. Well, I haven't missed a single black and blue. Like, right. and there's no reason for me to miss number thirteen. Like, I'm just already focused on St. Patrick's Day weekend, 2024. I guess so. Okay, so let me ask you: uh, any standout beers that you tried? Yes. Okay. Uh, nothing that I'm like. I don't have like a ranking, but when you ask me like what stood out. We, we had one of them on the show. It was a golden sour, I believe, a, like a wine barrel aged uh, thing from um, Wooden Robot, the Reserve Doré. Yep. It, it, the peach but, one? Sure, but this was persimmon. And okay. I am a sucker for persimmon beers, but this was just executed to perfection. Um, other than that, like Salud had a fresh batch of banana keys, like their banana imperial stout that was just fucking decadent. Uh, okay. Fauna had like double barrel decoy Imperial stout. That was just amazing. Like I have an easier time picking out my three least favorite beers than I do <laughs> my three favorite beers. So it's it, really crowded at the top and lonely at the bottom. Is it still mainly North Carolina breweries or was there anybody from outside of the state this time? Uh, I mean, mainly North Carolina. Sure. Okay. But it's also, I mean, it's kind of like the who's who of. Well, when, when, when we went the to the Heist, when we went to the Heist Festival, it seemed like a bunch of like hype focused breweries. Yes, and this is more like we already have a relationship with Brawley's Beverage, and he loves this one thing and brought us in to pour this one thing. Well, here's deal. the reason I ask is because most of the years that I had been, because I'd been to a few of them, um, I think I did. Four or five before I just said I can't do this anymore, and it wasn't necessarily the relationship that I may or may not have with said owner of said festival. That festival to me is nightmare fuel because it is so crowded and there's no room to move. Okay, it was so crowded. Like the five years, I guess that you went, but not anymore, man. We we were able to that, that, come and go and do everything it, that we it, wanted until to. Until you tell me, it's like night and day, where 
Well, it's like but that, nothing days outdoors, so I, it's I not. Know, but nothing's you, going to be that. You understand? You understand where I'm coming from when I say like, I, I don't do well in crowded situations. You anymore. know Josh's afflictions. You understand <laughs> what he's comfortable with. Yeah, exactly. You know how uh, far you can push him. Exactly. I mean, but but back in the days when I was going, that was like. So I I will never forget, um, and I'm pretty sure that was the only re- year that Jeff went. That uh, Sycamore actually poured a beer because they weren't open at that point, and it was damn fucking good. Like, no, you're thinking a wooden robot. Nope. Okay, never mind. I think he's thinking a wooden robot because it was Hop Rocks. Yes, and we were we were all going crazy about Hop Rocks because it, it was Hop delicious. Uh-huh. It was okay. a sour okay. IPA. I, I thought it was Sycamore. I don't. I don't. I'm, I don't think Sycamore's ever been to Black and Blue. No, they were there. I remember the year that okay. they were there. Anywho, anywho, it was all North Agreed Carolina. That Josh is wrong. Whatever. Whatever. It, they were all North Carolina based. There was nobody outside of North Carolina. So yeah, it, that's that's where I was going and asking that question. Of, this this is wasn't it still a, all North Carolina, or is it expanded outside of the state now? It's not all, but certainly a majority. But I think there was like a maybe a one year running where he kind of opened like loosened restrictions and opened things up a little bit more, gotcha. and then we got like some sort of like. Chinese chicken flavored uh, what? beer from a, a what? brewery that's, I know. From Rogue? No, but it could have been uh, from Bar- <laughs> from Barking Duck. They're, they're closed now, so, because that was what they were. Barking I know, you didn't miss shit. They were like Mint Hill or that. Oh, right, 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 right. I remember them now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was always like, yeah, never in that area. So, yeah, yeah. I'm. Like again, I don't miss this. I've never missed this. This is my I'm twelve for twelve. Good for you. So for me to go there, it it's like homecoming where I'm it sometimes this is my only chance to see these people. Like sure. Some folk like I've gotten out of the industry, other folks have gotten out of the industry, but we still see each other at black and blue and can talk for five minutes. Like I talked with Rob Duckworth last night about Taylor Swift for like ten minutes. Not about beer. Not about how is Duckworth's yeah. doing. Some this is folk, all on, this is all on brand. I know. S- some folk will never lose a toe, and then again, some, some folk will. Whatever. I don't. Anyway, hey, that was two of us got it. You even finished it, like Cletus, the Slack, John Yokel. Cool, 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 cool. So, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, Walls, I know you're always going to go back, and I know I've asked this question before: Is it ever going to leave Visual Light? Is no. it ever going to expand no. to a bigger venue? Nope. Nope. Okay. But they cool. keep, they cap tickets. Like, you're going to sell X amount. But if the weather's looking really good for that weekend, hey, we're going to open up the back area and spread things out a little bit more. And then we'll sell like some extra tickets. But it's like, we, they want like a certain level of mobility inside. Yeah. Which is good. Like, you know, and again, for Josh and I, you know, that's kind of the hang up that we had. It's not the only hang up, but I mean, like, that was one of the big ones. And that definitely was. Yeah. <coughs> well, excuse me. Sorry. But learn from it. You yeah. know? And it, it clearly he did. So yeah. good, good on him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Had a blast. See y'all in 2024. Just book it. Done. Can't wait. Cool. You know what's not cool? 
What's not cool? Chat GPT, baby, because oh. it's everywhere. Oh gosh, and it's it's getting so obnoxious because everybody. I mean, like it's the easiest articles for all trash publications to write right now. Like oh, the yeah. Daily Mail. Yeah, and it's like, are, did you even write this, or are you going to tell me about how you put it into Chat G- GPT to write this article? I, I didn't write this article. Yeah. Chat GPT wrote it for me to yeah. prove a point. Fuck off. Yeah, it's 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 very rarely uh, uh, useful. And go figure, it's already made its way into the beer world. Uh, two different articles about two different breweries in two different states, both trying to make it seem like they have you know, become cutting edge by giving chat GPT some ideas and having it, you know, spin out a recipe recipe. for them. So yeah, which at the, (coughs) I'm sorry, I have a cold. I don't have COVID. I apologize that I keep coughing. Um, I tested last night. I am negative. You could also move your face off mic. What? I, anywho, I'm trying in that water. Yeah. So at water brewery in Detroit, you know, they, which uh, that's a brewery from the past for me. It yeah. is. Yeah, I haven't because seen Atwater. almost like they're stretching and trying to grab onto relevance again. Right. Because I remember seeing them around town specifically. Um, and I don't know Jason well enough to know. Is he from Michigan? Yes. Got ties there. Okay. Because yeah. you used to get Atwater there all the time. See, to me, my like abiding memory of Atwater was good bottle. So that's, okay. that's how long it's been since I've seen Atwater in the wild. Uh, what? Or Who? Yeah. Exactly. Um, did they, were they ever at total wine? I feel like they were at total wine too. It wasn't like the big swinging stuff at total wine, but I feel like they were there. But anyways, end of the day, like, yeah, that's a name of the past. And to Jeff's point, maybe they're kind of clinging on to some sort of relevancy to say, Hey, ChatGPT made a recipe for us, and then we brewed it. And then, even crazier to me, was Night Shift doing well, the same thing. I, let, let me just close up the the loop here without water because, like, yeah, yeah. we're gonna make it sound like it's this really super fancy thing. Like, oh wow, and the AI you figured it out. Okay, no, Do you, here the, the question that he threw in there was, "Can you brew me an American IPA using one, two, three? It, it listed out four hops. Okay, so, I mean, is it really doing anything other than looking up an American IPA recipe and then no. saying, use these hops here and there? Like, it's not that big of a deal. This is gimmicky gimmick. Here is your hop schedule. Oh, what do you know? There is a piece of software that could do this for you already that has existed for decades at this point that, granted, doesn't have AI behind it. You have to plug it in, but it ain't that fucking hard. But imagine doing five minutes worth of work, feeding all this information into chat GPT. And then you get all this free publicity because of it. Uh, like for five minutes of work, that sounds awesome. Sign me and look up. At both of these breweries called their beer an AIPA. Whoa, big stretch y'all. Fuck ah. Big stretch. No, for Fuck real? Ah. Yeah. Both of them? Yeah. Both of them are called AIPA. Uh, yep. Oh, God, you lazy sex of shit. Right? Well, actually, I guess Atwater's calling theirs AI IPA okay. instead of AIPA. Okay, okay which, cool. Which, again, see. Okay, oh, you, big, big difference here. But no, because if you, 
it's the same thing and I want to scream. Yeah. Hazy IPA made by AI. I mean, it wasn't really made by AI. It's no. just like, again, you're going to throw like, whatever, man. Whatever. Whatever, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely asinine and ridiculous that, like Wells was just saying, you th- take five minutes of work to say, do this thing for me. Yeah. And Bruce Smith or any of the thousand other pieces of Bruce software out there can do the same thing with you just having to manually plug in the ingredients. Bruce Smith, psh, AI, psh, I prefer to do all my recipe generation or generating in like, oh God, I was hoping I would be able Way to, to stick think of, the landing on that joke. Oh, very good. Very well, good. Excellent. Well, hey, we talked about it on the show is like some video game, like homebrew oh, setup. Yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I prefer to do all mine in Xbox and <laughs> Xbox. And Pascal. I it's it's it is just it like especially for so many of these breweries that have like a pretty standard house IPA recipe and they just shuffle out the hops. Like this is like this is definitely to try to get attention and not because it's actually adding anything substantive to yeah, exactly. It's it's fucking ridiculous. It's stupid. Kind of like the next story. But no, no. Southern Living, that magazine that uh, has been sitting on your grandma's uh, you know coffee table for the last umpteen decade. Years. Yeah, Southern Living named Highland Brewing in Asheville the South's best brewery. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this is the the South's best brewery, featuring beers that I like and also places that I actually went to and wasn't freaked out because it was all like gargoyles and death. Right? Yeah. Um, no. I mean, like, look. Don't don't get me wrong. Highland. Highland good. Highland good. We like Highland. Is it the best in the South? No. I, it's not the best in Asheville. No. <laughs> but it's. But where's the lie though? I mean, it's old. Everybody's allowed to have their opinions. And opinions are like assholes. They all stink. I don't know. I, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one, but I like mine the best. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one, too. And uh, Yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. Well, so. I mean, cute. That's right? the thing. It, it's cute. It's cute. Uh, at yeah. the end of the day. This is a low stakes announcement by Southern Living. It, it, at the end of the day, if I am in Asheville, I am not going to Highland. I am not telling people to go to Highland. They're they're not one of my like like I've got three breweries that I love visiting whenever I'm in yeah. Asheville like Zillicoa yep love them yep uh, Dissolver sure and then some people are gonna fight me on this but uh but I still love Burial right and but those are like I, I anytime why, why I would to, people fight you on Burial because it's too trendy or this that and the uh, other and I'm like yeah I get uh, okay it. I, so I get what that like too. At, what are Asheville people upset that you're going to Burial because it's too trendy and they're like no I only go to Wicked Weed I only go to the <laughs> Funkatorium bruh <laughs> fuck your trendiness I go to the Funkatorium oh I I just know we're gonna what Clueless is gonna pop up not whatever just somebody's gonna have a, a problem with me calling out Burial is like my third but. Here we are. Why? Well, I mean, again, if Southern Living can say that Highland Brewing is the best in the South, but I'm pretty Highland, sure you can say Burial is your third. But I mean, Highland, I am I am dying to know because Clueless. I know you listen to the show. 
I know you live in Asheville. Do you go to Highland or do you take anybody to Highland? I'm dying to know. The last time that I went to Highland was for a wedding and it was absolutely amazing. Like it was on a rooftop wedding at sunset, like at their brewery. I'm like, I, I, the second wedding I've ever cried in. The first wedding I cried in was immediately after my divorce. I was not in the mood to be at a wedding. Um, but this one was like, happy cry. Oh, I thought, and, I and thought then, you were crying at yeah. your own wedding. No, no, no. <laughs> I was but, trying to find a way to work that but, joke but in. The but, rest, uh, but the rest of the night was awesome. The like Everybody had a pint of beer like during the ceremony. The facility was amazing. I could not have been more happy with how my time at Highland went down. And maybe that's part of where Southern living comes into play, right? Like maybe it's not just, it's not just like what's the best beer in the South. It's, you know, what's the best overall Southern living esque experience. Well, it it, it, like to that. Sorry. If, if they wanted to be truly objective, I I think um, Mills river, Sierra Nevada, that's number one. But that's a California company existing in North Carolina. So we can't have that from Southern living. So boom, Highland becomes the default number two. And I'm, I'm fine with this. It makes sense. I mean, it's like, um, one of the breweries that Wells and I have been to that the inside of it is insane. Like they've got a secret room and everything else. Oh, petty thieves. The, Beer kind of sucks. But, oh, the, and their label art is worse. But, like, you tie it all into an Tell ex- me I'm wrong. You tie it all into an experience, sure. and that's what makes it. Like, yeah. I could see, like, on a cold, rainy day, like, oh, my God, this would be, like, the perfect hangout because it's, like, bookshelves all over the place and this cool little secret room and, yeah. and everything else. But and, and like we were saying, maybe that's part of this is... It's not just the beer, it's the actual... Yeah. I've never been to Highland, so yeah. I have no idea what yeah. it looks like. So. I mean, you know, we, we all have those breweries that we enjoy going to because we're comfortable in them. You know, I, I love going to Divine Barrel because it's more my demographic. Right. You know, <laughs> I, I just... It's comfortable, it's warm, I just... I, I love their whole vibe. Oh, yeah, it's middle-aged like white dudes that listen to fish. Oh, wait, that's almost you. That's almost me. I, You know, I tried one day. <laughs> I got like two songs in and I'm like, I don't, I don't, um, <laughs> two songs and an hour later. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not in the right head space for this. I don't think maybe, maybe start off with like widespread panic. And I was like, I'm, I'm like way too sober to be listening to fish. Maybe that's the problem. Uh, the lost Abbey is moving from its longtime place and the pizza port brewery is going to take over. Yeah. I love lost Abbey to pieces and to find out it's like, I mean, I knew this, but I, I think it and Pizza Port might be going through like a little split because uh, they're sister companies, whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not well, know I mean, that. Well, they are sister companies. It's it's in the well, 17-year-old it, sister company, right? So it's next chapter. I, I know, but yeah. I, I, I guess I never realized that Pizza Port was a sister company of Lost yep. Abbey. That's interesting. Uh, Lost Abbey made like a top three beer for me and I've had it in the last yeah, I've had it a few times and it still holds up and that's deliverance. It's like half barrel aged barley or a blend of barrel aged barley wine and barrel aged stout. And mm. it's just oh, it's stunning. I mean Duck Duck Goose is kind of a slouch. It's probably not worth talking about. 
Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, that who, need, who needs that one? I don't know. I'm really happy to, I don't know, hear that Lost Abbey is moving into a different, larger production facility. Okay, but, so it's it's not like they're downsizing, they're upscaling? Well, it, their article to me read like they're, they, they had moved into a large facility or, or had plans to expand, and they're kind of reevaluating that and trying to be closer to what they actually need. And I think that's smart. We've seen so many breweries over the last five to ten years that have expanded, 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 and then suddenly they're closing locations. You know, it's just bad, poor business choices. Right. And I can appreciate them doing this. Um, I, I It'll be interesting to see what impact this will have. I mean, you know, because we have access to, you know, Lost Abbey so frequently, we don't. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see what it does for the local market. Any other thoughts? No. Okay. What's our next story, Josh? Huh. So, so this one's fun. So, um, you know, as much as we hate distribution, and um, we do in, in the three tier system, um, here's something that I don't know that we ever had considered, and that is uh, what happens when you're a medium to small markets of uh, breweries who rely on a distributor to get your beer into you know, grocery stores and, and whatnot and all those kind of places. And then Pepsi comes along and says, oh, yeah, by the way, we're buying that distributor and um, y'all got to find a better way or a different way to distribute your beer. Go. What? Yeah. Yep. Pepsi. Pepsi came in. Why? So this distributor in Washington State uh, does wine, does beer, does non-alcoholic products. Well, no Pepsi, spirits? No this isn't Sam Adams. Damn. So Corwin Beverage um, just got bought by Pepsi. But Pepsi Co. has no interest in the alcohol section of this. Like, we're, we're going to buy this and we're just going to, like, not carry these products anymore. So suddenly, like, you are a producer that is tied to Corwin Beverage. And what the hell? Like, Pepsi's could put you out of business. Like, I mean, clearly you're able to like sign a contract or have your contract like sold to another distributor, but like, God, this is going to be an interesting near term thing for anybody tied to this. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're going to have to find new, dis- new distribution channels, you know, and, or possibly spin up their own. I mean, like there's an option, you know, the old, the old, old Mech way, you know, yeah. the old, old Mech way, you know, and meanwhile, there's you know their beer is going to sell through, and it may take a little bit to get the new stuff out there. I mean that that's a that's an impact. It is, and that's the. I guess here's where my brain is going. Why? Because the can can can. Why is Pepsi buying a distributor of their own product? Yeah. Because. Obviously, they're doing a good job. And, yeah, but and then you're also cutting your nose off to spite your face. Why? Because you're getting rid of the alcohol arm, which has got to make money at the end of the day, right? But if Pepsi is buying it and taking control of distribution, you just have to focus on Pepsi? I don't know, man. I have a feeling Pepsi's check is going to clear. 
Yep. And the owners of this distributor don't really give a shit. Oh, cool. We just have to focus on non-alcoholic Pepsi products now. Like, and I'm awesome. sure they're the amount of places that they have to. I, I'm assuming. And I don't, we're talking about Spokane, Washington, so I don't know exactly how it would work there. But, you know, does a distributor have to go and pick up product from the brewery or does the brewery drop it off at the distributor? Either way, you've got to deal with multiple customers, if you will, that have to bring product in or you have to get their product as opposed to like just Pepsi. Which makes things a lot more streamlined and straightforward. And that's what everybody wants to do these days. We want to be more efficient and more streamlined. Nobody like, wants to work anymore. Right. Uh, okay, so let's dark future this for a second. Ooh, hell yeah. My favorite mm. segment. What if, because Pepsi technically is a least kind of North Carolina started company. Yep, New Bern. Yep. So what if they decided out of nowhere, we're going to buy Adams and we're just going to get rid of all the alcohol distro that Adams does. So two things. One, Adams doesn't distribute Pepsi. I'm just dark futuring for funds. You see my point? Like what would happen in North Carolina breweries? If if they want to, if they want to cut a 50 million more than that, $300 million check to buy a distributor of that size, I mean, I just don't. Some, see well, I, I mean, so 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 that where you're trying to go is what happens to all the breweries, and it'd be the same thing as what's going to happen in Spokane. Yeah, there's going to be a blip, and then within that power vacuum, the second and third best distributors are going to start grabbing a whole lot of business. This. Okay, yeah, it's like roaches scattering under a light, right? Like suddenly, all these places that were cool with being at Corwin are going to have to find. Yeah, to your point, the second, third, fourth largest distributors just so really for the, the if you are if you are a distributor in Spokane and you've always wished you could take over or be better than Corwin, well, guess what? Like because your time you're to gonna shot. have your chance because Spokane's like no lie and a few of those other like yeah. big swinging dicks, right? Yeah, no, no lie and uh, Lumberbeard and um, the handful of others. Do, do we want to like open a distro in Spokane. We've always talked about doing our own because that's the way to make money. Maybe we need to fill that power vacuum. Uh, Patreon.com slash craftbeercast if you want us to step in to fill the power vacuum in Spokane, Washington. We will gladly do so. That'd be fun. Yeah, there's a... uh, There's actually... And and now that my, my brain is thinking a little more, I mean, there's... Spokane is a lot like Charlotte. There are a lot of breweries there. There's not necessarily like no lies. The one we heard of that right. ever made it out here. Lumber beer is one that has been shipped in. You yeah. know, we get and, and their stuff's solid. Yep. So yeah. Um, Can we do this story here? Like after this one. Anyway. Okay. Sure. So next up in good news, speaking of distributor news, uh, Georgia, Georgia. Okay. Thank you, Ray. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> uh, Georgia is eyeing a uh, brewery self-distribution bill. You mean the the state that, I don't know, uh, five years ago I couldn't even buy a beer at a brewery? Or now all of a sudden yeah. like I can like, oh, yeah. self-distro? Yeah, you couldn't even like buy a, a beer in a tap room. You'd have to 
pay like a $20 tour fee, but then you might get a, like a free pint or something afterwards. Oh God. That was one of the first stories that felt like that. Uh, I talked about when I first joined the show. Oof. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the modern age, Georgia. And now you're potentially allowing for self distro. Good on so you. What, okay, so I'm a little confused here because I'm looking at this article and, I, and it keeps referencing Virginia. Mountain Mama? I mean, like Virginia and Georgia are not the same, right? Scroll back up, Josh. What's what's going on here? Uh-huh, keep going. There, There isn't much oh, going. Through, that's, the, oh, through the General Assembly. General this Assembly. is for... This is for Virginia. This is not GA Georgia. This is GA General Assembly. Uh, See, this is what happens when I don't... I was going to say, I, I didn't think, because Brian Kemp and Youngkin are different. Can we rewind? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens when I do brunch, so, and then go to a brewery, and then we record. You wonder how I ended up here. Well, take two. All right, take two. This is me. <laughs> Virginia. George Michael. Is getting ready to, <laughs> is getting ready to do like the bare ass minimum of allowing uh, their breweries to self distribute 500 barrels a year. <laughs> wow. Don't 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 get too crazy there now y'all. I mean that's Now I will give so, them So let's put that into sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Um put that into relevance, relevancy size. A macro brewery is less than a thousand barrels a year, right? A, ma- a macro brewery? Yeah. Like, when you size it... He's gonna, he, he meant the other way. It's over a thousand. Or right? over a thousand. Ma- you say macro, and I'm like, that's a million. That's huge, sorry. right. Sorry, but, sorry. but like, micro... What's the what's the ceiling for micro? Yeah, That's kind of what he's getting at. That's, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 1.5 million, I think. Okay. Is so. the ceiling for micro. Nano. That's where I was going. Oh, nano. N- well, okay. So, nano is more like... The size of your brew house, I would consider anybody like three barrel brew house and under a nano. But if you like turn and burn like that three tiny ass barrel brew house, like constantly, like 24 hours a day kind of thing, I don't know. This isn't great, is, is what you're saying. 500 barrels is it's better than nothing. I mean, I would have to bust my ass to do 500 barrels. In this house, but I could sure. probably do it if I were to like. It's a thousand brew days for like your typical home brewer, right? Uh, like, okay, so that's a half th- barrel at a time. It's a keg. Like, yeah, so a couple, uh, you know, double brew days every day. I could you, probably you would, do that. You would have to brew three times a day. Okay, but we're not oh, yeah. talking about home brewers. Sure, <laughs> we're but, talking about this, actual breweries with like actual what, facilities. What, right. what does five hundred barrels look like? I'm like, oh, it's, it's not. It's it's more than zero, which is what uh, Virginia can currently self distribute. Like sure. everything has to go through a distributor. But this feels to me like okay. So if you're going to give them the opportunity to distribute five hundred on their own, this feels like the. We want everything to go through the three-tier system, but occasionally, if that bar calls and says, hey, I just kicked a keg, I can't wait until whatever, can you run yeah, one well, over to me? We'll run yeah, one over. Exactly. So, yay, but like that's not... 
Congratulations, hate, you're doing the bare minimum. Yeah, I, I hate, like, it's not that the brewery wouldn't want that business, but at the same time, like, that's almost a hassle. You know? I, I don't know. But it depends this, on the account, I guess. If this bar gets, like, what if it's across the street from you? Oh, yeah, I hear you. And, like, oh, shoot, like, we kicked this keg really quick, but, like, your distributor can't only delivers to us on Tuesday. Yeah. So you have a choice of losing that line to another product and then fighting to get it back. 100%. Or I can just like wheel that keg yeah. across or throw it in the back of a station wagon and drop it off to you. Like, yeah. I mean, the sales team absolutely would love this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So not speaking of Georgia, but not I, Georgia. I understood why Wells tried to do this. It's fine. It's fine. Um, with Jimmy Carter... Did he pass finally? No, nope, not yet. He's, not a, yet. he's in okay. hospice. I, he's, Last he, I heard. He's not doing great. Um, not dead yet. Not quite dead. Not quite dead. Um, in the 70s, late 70s, he passed a homebrewing bill. No, he didn't. Well, he passed a... <laughs> let me finish. Let me finish. There was a transportation bill, but in that, tucked in that transportation bill was a homebrewing bill that really kind of kickstarted what became the crappy re- revolution that we're all now living in in 2023. Yep. Which is kind of fascinating when you think about it because back in the olden days of, you know, after Prohibition in the late 70s, early 80s, uh, beer was very regionalized. Like if it existed at all, if it existed at all, uh, of course you had your bud, you had your Miller, you had your cores, uh, but depending on where you grew up, there was things like Schlitz. There was things like, uh, I'm trying to think of some other, I, I just know the regional stuff for me. Gerst Schlitz. What was yours? Gerst. Gerst, Gerst? Gerst was out of Tennessee. We had Sterling okay. was brewed in Evansville. Like there's just like some old school brands, right? Okay. Um, Old style, mm. which I think was kind of regional Chicago. between the two of us, because yep. we were kind of there. Well, as you kind of grew up in this part of the country, do you remember like a regional beer here, like Old Dominion or anything like that? Not off the top of my head. Okay, because I feel like that was a beer that I I know that was a beer here in the you know south. Um. But this really kind of kicked off the the craft beer revolution because Ken Grossman flat out has gone on record to say, this is what got me started into brewing beer, which then turned into Sierra Nevada, which, I mean... Kind of a big deal. Whoops! Yeah. (laughs) I accidentally created one of the biggest craft brewers in the nation. Right. Um, And it's, it's really cool when you look back and think about this bill that was... You know, in most congressional bills that are filled with pork, filled with fat, that mm, pork fat, mm, excellent pork. Yeah, fat. but but here is a transportation bill filled with like something that deals with home brewing. Yes, like it has nothing to do with transportation, but instead created an entire industry, industry overnight. Yeah. Like to this bill doesn't exist, we wouldn't have. Sierra Nevada, like, holy shit, we wouldn't have Sam Adams. Yeah. And 
it's it's just wild to think that in my like the craft beer industry is seems so stable and but all this happened while I was alive. Yep. Like that's crazy. Yep. I mean, like, I stop still stop and look back when we started this show. Yeah. <laughs> And where this industry has come. For real. In the fucking almost nine years that we've been doing the show. Yep, yep. It's insane. It is absolutely insane that an industry really blew up to the extent that it's blown up in our lifetime. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, obviously tech has as well, which is another side of of all of this, but... It, it's absolutely crazy that that tiny little you know piece of fat, technically speaking, and inside of a bill that had nothing to do with what it is, created a whole industry overnight. Yeah, uh, you say tech. I'm like, I remember spending 170 dollars on a 17 gig hard drive. Do you <laughs> ever remember? I know you do because we yep. are. I mean, all three of us around the same age. But I'm curious about how deep into tech you were, Wells. Do you remember ever spending $100 plus on a dial-up modem? Because mm. I do. Yes. V90, baby. Yep. And that was big time. See, I yep. never spent money myself on a dial-up modem. Like, when dial-up was a thing, I lived with my parents still. Yeah. and Well, I mean, to be fair, he still does. So, I mean, there's that. Yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> I do not live in Hickory, thank you. <laughs> Hickory. But yeah, getting I did, that I did V90 see the, modem. I did see like, them yesterday. Getting that V90 modem. Holy shit, that was a life changer. Like, I mean, that was a big deal, you know. I, I only have to handshake for like 20 seconds now. Right. But what? For me and to it go can handle from, when somebody else picks up the phone? Right. What? For me <laughs> what to go happening? from a 144 to a 366 like right away. Like that was my jump. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a big jump. I felt like a big deal. Especially when you're yeah, when anyway. you first, you know, yeah, but like when you start out and you had a 2400 baud modem, like that was those were the slow days, yes, yes, they were very, very slow, very, very slow. Welcome to the old man cast. Yeah. I'm Josh, that's Jeff, that's Wells. We old speaking of old man cast. Can, can anybody tell me what beer is? No, what is beer? It depends on what your definition of is. is. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, another reference that will unfortunately date us. Well, at least you'd be getting a date at that point. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some. Uh, let's talk about Anheuser Busch because it feels like it's been a minute. Not long enough since we talked about. Not him. long enough. So, Constellation and Anheuser Busch like had a little agreement worked out about Modelo and Corona, where AB gets to be. Uh, selling beers. Modelo and Corona. Beer. Yeah, exactly. But, oh, God. But when you start selling branded hard seltzers, mm-hmm. is, is, does that violate the agreement that we already had? Right. Right, because you know, and we've talked before about the you know the two different types of seltzers, the diluted down and the brewed up, and I would imagine that... The Modelo and Corona hard seltzers are brewed up because we have access to them here in North Carolina, and not in like a liquor store. Right, right, right. Yeah, access at the at the grocery. You know, so 
you know, I, I can see the argument, but, you know, again, to your point in your rhetorical question, what is, what is what it is that is? makes a, what is it that makes a beer a beer? Right. Versus a seltzer or a malt beverage. But well, hey. at the end of the day, AB took an L finally. Yep, big loss for them. Yeah, uh, because a jury basically said, "Eh, nope." And it, maybe that's the you know that's the litmus test, right? You go to a jury and they're like, you know, I look at this, and this doesn't look like a beer, doesn't smell like a beer, doesn't taste like a beer. It's yep. a seltzer. It's not a beer. It's a seltzer. You yep. know and. I like my White Claw, so uh-huh. that's not a beer. Okay. And yeah. we've been saying for years, what makes a beer a beer as we look at, you know, this... The creeks four, four, and four, the... 14%, you know, chocolate, double coconut, marshmallow, you know, like... It gets to a point, like, what's, you know, is a beer a beer? And, you know, when is, you know, like... When does it become outside of a beer? Yeah. Yeah, when, when, when breweries, like, you know... Divine or, Barrel make a beer literally called beer flavored beer. Like to me, that's <laughs> or not only that, but like like I just said, like a creek or a or a crack or whatever you want to call it. Sure. Um, quike, quike, whatever. <laughs> the it's different non um, carbonated beer. Yeah, that's a beer. Yeah. Like there's a lot of weird stuff that. And so then you're going to get into like, okay, so does it, so if you're brewing some form of grain and then throwing yeast in it, is that beer? Because then is wine beer. Right. Is that fortified beer? <sighs> right. Oh, this could become a nightmare. But anyways, I, I always like to see AB take an L. Yep. Love to see him lose. Isn't it great? You love to see it. Oh, speaking of L's. Yeah. Last but not least. Uh, so number one, I didn't even know this was happening. What? This that D nine had this an uptown location. Spot? Yeah, I've been there. Where? 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 Wait, well, yeah, where? Oh, uh, I say this like I know uptown. It's well. just inside two seventy seven at the what exit is that? Whatever. It's like the South Boulevard. You can see it when you're exiting. Okay, what's it near? Nothing. Oh, okay. uh, apartments and shit. Like, point is, oh, like, wait, so, what? You're gonna have to narrow it down because that is pretty much all right, of uptown so South End. D nine Brewing, Noda, and formerly based out of Cornelius, right. now based out of Newton, or is it Conover? Whatever. Um, had a little, or intended to start a. A nano brewery, brew pub situation inside uh, Uptown in Charlotte. Yeah, the Uptown Loop. Sure. Uh, but they never brewed there. They hired somebody like as a brewer slash barroom manager, but they never brewed. And I know they never brewed because when I'm exiting, I can see the fermenters that never had glycol lines hooked up to them. Whoopsie. Like... When I'm driving past, I can look over and just be like, yep, they aren't brewing because there's, you, you can't like control your fermentation. Right. Um, so there's been a construction project going along like out front for at least the last six months. Cause that was the last time that I went there was a minute ago. 
and uh, they're they're going to close their tap room temporarily because of this construction project that's been going on for several months now. I don't see them opening back up. Personally, this is 100% opinion, conjecture, or whatever. But if you say, oh, we're going to brew here, and you never do, and you, you never have, you never have, and, and you aren't getting the traffic that you're anticipating getting, I, I can just see them, and I'm going to take a guess, um, tightening things up and just shuttering this place. Because it does not need to be a brewery right there. Okay, so you, I want I want to make this very clear. We have always come at places around Charlotte with fair, in my opinion, fair, just opinions, and they're just that—they're opinions, right? Yep. Does it feel like D Nine has put their hands in too many cookie jars at this point? Because it so, really starts to feel that way to so, me. So, so for me, I felt like D9 was in Lake Norman. And it was one of those, like, ah, one of these days, I need to make it up there. They have that, like, kitten tears sour that was okay. And another beer that was decent. <clears throat> and then I kind of stopped seeing them around town. But then suddenly it was like, we have, like, four or five locations. And then... There was some scuttlebutt over like the head brewer changing and I, you know, like I just kind of like, I'm like, I'll wait for the dust to settle. And then I, I know they've, they've, they're part of the Bavana umbrella now. Um, like you, you Correct. see this I mean, article. Like, they are the right, which, arm that holds up the umbrella. Which again, that's why I'm starting to ask, like, do they have their hands in too many cookie jars? Well, but, but they, it felt like they opened a bunch of locations all super fast and I really wanted to know who's where's the demand for their beer. Yeah, because I'm not seeing D nine out and about. It's not on tap anywhere. Nobody's, you know, I'm not seeing it at any of the the you know, like occasionally you might run into it at like a Duckworths, somebody that's got sixty taps, you know, and they need something to fill one out. But like any, I don't want to say reputable place. But just because, bad. just because I don't see it and you don't see it, doesn't right. mean it's yeah, not and, out and, in the market. And, and I'm sure the the representatives are probably you know shaking their fist at their you know car stereo or whatever listening device they're they're listening to and saying, "Oh, you guys are idiots! You don't know anything. We're in all of these places." Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah cool. I mean, and honestly, I, case, I don't see it here in Charlotte. Jeff doesn't live in Charlotte, and Jeff doesn't see it. Wells and I both are I, in I, very, I, but what? I go to like the same five spots. So, yeah. but we're both in very populated parts of Charlotte. We're not in the fucking sticks, right? And Jeff is in the sticks yep. and is still not seeing it. Yeah, that says something to me. I and it may just be you know to your point. They started this place. It wasn't really taken off. I that would. I can't imagine how frustrating this has to be to have a retail space. That you can't make money at because the city of Charlotte decides to tear everything up around it. So that's a big ball of suck. I'm sorry for their loss. Good Lord, we went long. That's what she said. Lord. We'll be back in 30. Yeah, we're going to go take our break. We'll be back in 30.
It's time for my no bye. Jeff, how does that work? Uh, we're going to talk about the beer that we've been drinking on the show um, and uh, whether or not we would buy it again. Sometimes we buy the beer. Sometimes it's donated. Uh, if you would like to donate a beer, you can hit us up. Contact at craftbeercast.com or hate mail at craftbeercast.com. Yeah, we've got a, a, uh, out a trade. We, we've got a, a six beer lineup, half of which are donations. So nice. uh, I'll mention those as we come up. Speaking of, uh, thanks to Ryan, um, sometimes host, co-host, whatever. Yeah, uh, co-host. yeah sure. Yeah. I'm host. My bad. No, look, I got okay. Get it right. Get it right. Get yeah, it right. No, no, no. I tried to correct myself as quickly as I said it because I knew you were going to get butthurt about it. Uh, up first uh, from Triple C, this is their newly—I shouldn't say newly—their new, well, newly re-released Light Rail Pale Ale. Light Rail Pale Ale used to be one of their core beers way back in the day. Yep, it went away for a long time, yes, and they it brought did. it back. And um, so, I, like I was mentioning earlier, I went out to Triple C, and Ryan's like, "Have you have you had the the Light Rail?" I'm like, "No, I haven't." He's like, "Well, let me pour you one." And so I, I was like, "This is actually surprisingly good." Um, it's got a good amount of hops to it. Um, I, again, in, as I say all too often when I'm drinking a pale ale, like I don't understand why I'm reaching for a pale ale, so I'm not going to buy it, but it's, I, I really like it. I think it's a very good, um, re-release or reformulation, whatever's taking place here. It's very, very good. I just, I don't buy pale ales. So yeah, I'm weird, I guess. Well, had to think about this one a little bit. I'm with you. I don't buy pale ales, but this one's really well made. Yep. I'm and having this at the brewery. Sure. Like, so I guess that would make it a buy for me. It, it's like, it's nothing special, but it's just dependable and, and pretty tasty. So nothing to write home about, but it's damn well <laughs> worth having. So bye Josh. So I guess I'm the, I, I mean, we all know this. I am the lone re- weirdo on the show. Uh, we knew you were the weirdo. This is bright. It's clean. It's hoppy. Uh, I really, really like this. Tri- Triple C quietly is becoming like, to get into that point where I look at the majority of what they make and I'm like, yeah, no, like it's, there are a lot of bangers out there. Uh, yeah, it's it's been that way for me for a while too, which is, that weird evolution of this brewery that I thought sucked for years. Yep. And now I'm like, um, no, they don't. They can make some really good beer. I'm actually really happy to see this back because it was not, I did not like the original version right, of this same, same. at all. I thought it was terrible. There was another one they had that was like a green color yes. or whatever. And I passed on both of them all the time. This, Great Greenway Pale Ale, maybe. Yeah. that's Greenway that's, IPA. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is just, it's bright, it's clean, it's fresh, especially as we are moving into spring. Yeah, absolute buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. It's a crowler. Again, it's a crowler. Uh, thanks again to Ryan for uh, donating this can of Cool Kids Club. All uh, cool kids and club, all starting with the letter C. Because uh, triple C. See what they did there? Math. Wait, no. No. <laughs> What? Uh, I'm trying to be funny. Come on. Yeah, yeah, you failed miserably. Uh, so this is their cold IPA, um, which, when it comes to the cold IPAs, you guys know that's my jam. Yeah, um, you, we are the hazy homer. You are yeah, the cold IPA. I love, homer. I love a cold IPA. I love it when it's clean and it's crispy. And um, this is very dry. It has like a little bit of a 
um, almost like a Chardonnay, wineish kind of like something kind of vibe going on with it. I like that. Um, it's not my favorite cold IPA, but uh, of course they're not they're not canning it, so you know like this was kind of like a one off. Uh, but I would I would probably buy some more. I would I would I would not turn this away. Wells, to your point of the it's got a wininess to it, a white wine like a Chardonnay. That throws me off and turns me off from this. Fair enough. Uh, it is clean, and if that is your cup of tea um, for cold IPAs, if you like like the Nelson Sauvon, like this, this just isn't it for me. Like I've bought a four pack, but I'm not going to buy another one. So it's a no buy. Josh, I'm in between. <laughs> I hate it. <coughs> yep. But I like it. Yep. Like and it. that's where I can't figure out if I want to buy it or not buy it. Well, it's I, it's well, well is, made. Yeah. I mean, the answer it, is... It's well made. It's well balanced. But here's the thing. If you're going to go to Triple C and you're going to buy beer at Triple C, you're going to buy 3C IPA, Baby Maker, Flat Brim, uh, probably now this new Light Rail, um, probably a handful of other things. Planet Pulp. Planet Pulp. And then you're going to be like, well, I'm broke. I can't possibly buy this cold IPA. You're just not going to do it. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm probably right. You're probably right. So Thanks for the vote of confidence. I, I, I want to no buy it, but I'm going to no buy it with an asterisk of saying, I really want to like this. Yeah. There's just that one tiny missing thing that I can't figure out what it is. But once they nail it, they'll nail it, and I'll, I'll be in. Yeah. If it, The weird thing is I like the style because I enjoy it being this hot bomb that then just completely goes crispy and dries out and, and drops off. This one is almost too dry, which is weird, but yeah. Uh, next beer up, uh, next beer up for their fifth anniversary. Divine barrel put out the divine Funkin nuggets, uh, a collaboration with of all places, 450 North, uh, who you may remember from the, the don't, can bomb days. Yeah, don't you dare try to mail one of their fruited sours because secondary fermentation will cause explosions. That said, this is their uh, collaboration for their fifth anniversary. Uh, this is a West Coast style Centennial, Amarillo, Rawaka, Moduica, and Mutter. I don't know that one. Um, Boy, this is, can I say dank? Is dank okay for this one? Oh, 100%. Uh, bitter AF, West Coast. Um, stopped into Grant's, uh, popped a can, and went, immediately went and grabbed like two four-packs. I love this beer a lot. Big buy. Wells? So, fun fact about this, for their fifth anniversary party, they also had on a 450 North brewed version of this called Dank Funkin' Nugs instead of Nuggets. <laughs> okay. You could visually tell the difference between I have the no Nugs doubt. and the Nuggets. Like, one of them looks like your typical, like, straw-colored see-through, whatever. And the other had, like, more of an amber and a haze to uh -huh. it. Yeah, that's now, true. it was good, and I liked it. It was more of a... a full version of this, but I've been back two times since that party and I'm not getting the 450 North. I'm getting this and I'm getting this on its own. It is fucking delicious. Yep. It's funkin. Delicious, it's funkin delicious. It is. It, it's a West coast IPA from divine barrel and they don't miss. 
it's delicious, it's a buy. Josh. So I know we've, we've got feelers out to do some beers at a few different places and to do some different styles of beers at different places. I feel like, Ben, Gavin, mm. if you're listening... They're not, but it's okay. Or James. Or James. James, hey, yes. Let us do a West Coast, because oh, yeah. they fucking nail West Coast. Yeah. They... Above any other beer style that they do there, I don't know what it is that Ben understands about West Coast IPAs, but he gets it. Like, they're hoppy, they're dank, they're clean, they're fresh, they're perfect. This is absolute buy. Maybe this is because I've been drinking nothing but Red Stripe for the past two weeks, but goddamn did I miss IPAs. And thank you for bringing this, because it woke my palate up. Yeah. Absolute buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. So um, you ever get one of those like kind of ominous texts or messages, like um, and you're it, just... it, if it's a particular person, yeah, yeah. So I I got a I got an ominous text of uh, there's a box headed to your house. It'll be there tomorrow. I'm like, oh shit, who's oh damn it, uh, fuck it's Chuck. Chuck. Yeah, it was Chuck. Um, What's wrong with Chuck? Well. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things. This isn't really the Chuck Craft cast or whatever. But No, never has been. No, but um, so, so Chuck sent some beer. Um, we're having uh, one in this show, and then everything else will be like, uh, not not next show, but we've got it pegged out later. Um, okay. some, some, I'm not saying that there are troll beers in there, but I'm concerned that there's a troll beer or two in there. That being said... Um, Chuck knows that you boys love your Alpha Abstraction yes. from Wild Leap. Yes. Uh, this is an 8% double IPA that they change the hops on every time. And uh, this is uh, volume 22. We're at 22 now. Wow. Yes. Um, this has nectar on. I don't like that hop. Okay. So that explains a lot. Um, I, I am the typical, you know, you know I me mean, with, with these. This one actually is is not bad. Uh, I don't like it enough to buy it, but it's probably the best non-bought alpha abstraction for me, if that makes any sense at all. It's 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 at the top of my almost made it list, I guess. Gotcha. Um, almost famous. Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, but yeah, nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm no good. Uh, nope. No, 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 thanks. Well, I know you hate it. So Resident Culture makes has a series of hazy IPA that's all single hopped called Forever Alone. And Nectaron was one of those. I got really excited. Like Nectaron, like, is it? Whatever. Long story short, I don't like the hop. I don't. I didn't like it there. I really don't like it now. Would you like it in a box? I would not would you like drink it, it with, with a fox. Uh, no, I... I don't like Nectarone, so I'm just not going to buy this. Josh. Can can I have the rest of the can? Yeah. Because, woo! Oh, you're going to get to it later. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, this is delicious. This, I, maybe, I don't know. Wells, do you like apricot? I do. Because that's what I get from this hop. I don't. Kind of apricot-ish-ish-ish. What do you get? I'm curious of what do you get and why don't you like it? I mean, apricot, sure, but it's got, there's a mustiness to it. Okay. That yeah, I just, which I get a little bit kind of on the back. Mm. Kind of like a muscadine grape almost, maybe. Sure, but I like that. 
this this one I'm uh, so you you like all the flavors that are here, but you don't like the hop. I'm I'm just curious. Yeah, is it the yeast? Maybe it the, shouldn't it be not, because but, he's like the other versions. No, I've I've I have not liked anything hopped predominantly with nectarum. Right so here, just, here or elsewhere. I just it doesn't. I, I'm just trying to figure out what it is about it because it's the nectarum hops. I don't know how to make this more clear. <laughs> I'm he doesn't you. like. I'm going to punch you in your fucking face because I'm just explaining the tasting notes that I get, and he's saying I like all those things, but I don't like this beer. Right. That's weird. I'm going to buy this. I want the fucking can of it. It's delicious. Okay. Knock yourself out. Yeah, I will. And I'm going to knock you out okay. because you can't. Ex- oh, yeah, yeah. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up from Burial. This is the Perceptions of Incarnation. A double IPA. Uh, please continue to read the whole title so we can oh, yeah, get my boss to leave. Oh, yeah. God, please. <laughs> I didn't drive here. I'm going to have to call a lift. It's going to be awkward. Well, the good news is by the time I get done with the full name of the beer, the, the Uber should be here. Right. Three words, perceptions of incarnation. No, no, that can't be it. There's only three words? This is a double dry hopped with Mosaic and Simcoe, then again with Mosaic and Simcoe Cryo. Um, it's it's fine. I don't hate it. Um, if we're having it in a, in a share like this, that's fine. I just don't, like, I... And I know I've ranted about this before. You're not buying anything. I, I struggle with point. burial because I never know what I'm going to get until I've tried it first and then like, okay, will I ever find it again? Um, it, it is fine. I don't hate this beer. Um, but, but you're not buying it. It's buying fine. It. Yeah. So well, I bought this beer as like a filler beer kind of thing. Like we needed some additional uh, things in our lineup and I just had an extra one in, uh, in my fridge. It's, completely inoffensive it's com- like when i just picture hazy ipa flavor profile like this is just it by default it's really good but it's not great but it's good enough and i'll buy it josh this is the softest of soft boys this is a soft boy yeah real soft boy um i almost hate it but I don't like it. Well, you said it best. This is the definition of at least when I look at burial, this is the definition of a hazy from them. Um, I get why Jeff doesn't like this. It makes sense. I wouldn't buy it if I was Jeff, but I'll buy it as me. So yeah, final beer up, uh, final beer up. Uh, so when we were at heist recording, um, we were kind of waiting. Somebody wasn't there yet. Maybe it was Wells. Probably me. And we got to talking about hazy IPAs, and I was kind of joking around about how I don't enjoy the kind of hot burn that I get from a lot of real hazies. And uh, the bartender brings me a sample of this beer that Heist makes, and it's a hazy double IPA. And Peter starts talking about how, like, you know, it had aged just a little bit and like apparently had like really mellowed it out and I'm like okay and so I took the sample and I'm like okay I like I like this I-, I like this and so we got done recording and I and I bought a four pack and um so this is Oatman by Heist and 
what I learned from that is um, samples are deceiving and first beer syndrome is a thing. And um, also um, like this isn't, this isn't necessarily a, 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 it's a bad beer. And I will tell you that it is a sneaky 9%, but um, I'm, I'm just back to my hazy. Like I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy drinking these and that's kind of not what I'm about. So um, I'm sure you guys will love it and it's a good beer. I just, I, I have a hard time drinking through a whole can and I've tried cause I had the four pack, right? So I've, I, I tried one on my own and then the rest I've either shipped off or done in shares. Cause it's just, it's too, it's too much for me. Well, I really enjoy this beer. Uh, and to your point about it being a 9.1%, get the fuck out of like scurry. This is frighteningly deceptive. Uh, I, I really enjoy it. Definitely a buy Josh. So we went from the burial being a soft boy to this being a strong boy. Like I can feel it. Mm -hmm. Like just even in on on my tongue, like it's got some body. Hit your lips. Yeah, it's got some body to it. The hoppiness is there. Damn, like Heist is again. Like I made fun of it when when we were there, and I will continue to make fun of it. That Wells beat me into submission from their beers. Yep. Of this is another one of those breweries that I thought I hated. Yep. And now is. Them and Triple C like are two of my favorite breweries in this town now. Right, right. Fuck, this is good. Yep. Absolute buy. It's time for I tap that, Jeff. How does that work? So, what's our favorite beer out of all of these that we've had uh, in 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 bought uh, versus no bought? Um, what would we like to have a keg of at home? Uh, for me, uh, my home kegerator has been home to several Divine Barrel kegs, and today will be no different. Uh, please, please. Uh, thank you very much. Give me that divine Funkin' Nuggets, because holy crap. Um, great Bitter Boy West Coast IPA. Congratulations on the five-year anniversary and uh, looking forward to year six. Wells? I'm with you. It's divine Funkin' Nuggets. And Jesus, how can you manage to stand out in a field of hops like this? Huge uh, congratulations to them. Josh, what do you think? What do you want? What are you tapping? Besides that air. It's so unfair, actually, because this is a good lineup. Uh, Again, maybe it's being where I was for two weeks and having nothing but red stripe. You're welcome. Mixed drinks. Yep. Like, wow. Yep. Stellar lineup. You're going to let, let Chuck have the win. I will. <laughs> that I can see it in your is, eyes. Yeah. That health abstraction was something else for me. Yep. That was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Totally get it. Oof. Totally absolutely get it. loved it. Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Come find us on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Find links to our uh, most recent episodes. Facebook.com slash craftbeercast. Or if you want to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash craftbeercast. We appreciate anything that you do uh, for us, even just uh, 
tots and pears. Uh, meanwhile, if you want to mess with Josh, slide into his DMs at CBCast. Wells, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at all the Wells. Josh, where are you? I am here. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It's been a minute. Finally. <laughs> I haven't seen you in weeks. I know. Uh, other than that, you can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and view us on your podcast of choice. Tell a friend. Tell somebody. Uh, don't forget about our subreddit, slash r slash craftbeercast. Sorry about the show absence, work, you know, like job I get paid to do versus this kind of takes precedence and things have gotten a little crazy. We're trying to work that out. Hopefully you won't have another gap in shows. We're, uh, we're going to probably do a banked episode at some point. So if you have an idea for a banked episode, I already have one. But I don't know. I do enjoy a good gap. Don't we all? And otherwise, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.